It's Tuesday, 4-20-2010. Rescue and recovery in China. Spotlight on the coal industry continues following this month's disaster. A failure first and foremost of management, but also a failure of oversight and a failure of laws so riddled with loopholes that they allow unsafe conditions to continue. Plus, eruption disruption. Air travel becomes a pain. In the ash. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. A couple days after the health care bill had been signed into law, Obama ran around all over the country and said, Hey, you know, I'm looking around, the earth hadn't opened up. Uh, no Armageddon out there. God may have replied, this volcano in Iceland, Earth has opened up. I don't know whether it's a rebirth or Armageddon. Hopefully it's a rebirth, God speaking. Yes, that's it. God caused a volcano in response to healthcare legislation. Thanks for straightening that out, Rush. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, God is clearly speaking to the peoples of Europe with this uh, volcano. What do you have for us this week? <laughs> One of my favorite jokes to come out of this is that it was the last wish of Iceland's economy that its ashes be spread all over Europe. No doubt. That explains it. Yes. Well, on a more serious note, in the aftermath of last week's earthquake in western China, the death toll continues to rise with more than 2,000 confirmed dead, 12,000 injured, and thousands more left homeless. As in the Haiti earthquake, poor construction is blamed for the high death toll. But some good news. Four people were rescued alive from the rubble nearly a week after the quake. Rescue efforts have been hindered by the remote mountain location and sub-zero temperatures. President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden will travel to West Virginia on Sunday, and the president will speak at a memorial service for 29 miners killed in the Upper Big Branch mine explosion two weeks ago. In a speech last week, Obama announced a new push for mining safety. Stronger mine safety laws were passed in 2006 after the Sago mine disaster. But safety violators like Massey have still been able to find ways to put their bottom line before the safety of their workers. In his remarks, President Obama also ordered federal mine inspectors to be deployed immediately to all mines with poor safety records like the Upper Big Branch Mine. The president also called for changes to eliminate the backlog of mine safety violations now stalled in appeals, which critics say the industry uses to avoid accountability. He also called for new rules to give federal regulators greater authority to shut down unsafe mines. Well, I'll tell you, Obama has certainly changed his tune here. A few weeks ago, just after the mine disaster, Obama seemed to be siding with Massey Energy and the miners' employers when he said this at a White House speech. It's a profession that's not without risks and danger, and the workers and their families know that. But their government and their employers know uh, that they owe it to these families to do everything possible to ensure their safety when they go to work each day. Yes, perhaps the government, but not the employer here, was interested in minor safety. So I'm glad to hear that Obama is now changing his tune. Well, one thing the president did not address was the revolving door between the mining industry and the federal government, ties that critics say put miners at risk. A new analysis from the Washington Post shows that over the last 10 years, over 200 congressional staff members, regulators, and even lawmakers went to work for the mining industry as industry lobbyists and consultants. Wow, that's 200. Little wonder these regulations aren't actually enforced, isn't it? 
And the eruption disruption continues. Yeah, this Iceland volcano. What What's the name of that uh, volcano, Des? I'm not going to even try. Name? You're not going to try? Well, you wouldn't be alone. E.F. Yar Cool. Aya Flya Yerkeval. It's Aya Fiapla Yerkel. Huge clouds of ash shot into the air by Iceland's, I hope I'm saying this right, volcano. The pronunciation is Aya Fiapla yeah, what she said. Iceland's volcano is still erupting and still disrupting air travel over Europe and now around the world. Nearly 7 million travelers have been stranded, including an estimated 40,000 Americans. The situation remains extremely dynamic. As of this morning, the eruption intensified, but about half of Europe's airports began to reopen and some scheduled high-altitude flights were allowed to resume. The full global economic impact is as yet unknown. Airline industry losses are already estimated at a billion dollars. The airline industry is pressing aviation officials to ease up on the restrictions, and some are even accusing the officials of overreacting. The last time this particular volcano was active, the eruption lasted for two years. Now, volcanic eruptions can have a climate impact, but climate scientists say the Iceland volcano is too small to have a long-term effect on the global climate. Okay, what's the name of that volcano again? I'm not going to even try. Okay, I'll try. I have Fiatla, you'll cut lol. See there? <laughs> Don't laugh. For more on that and the news we didn't get to today, please check our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Sing it. is a long, long name for such a small place with such notorious fame. And Eyjafjallajökull has caused quite a stir And no one can fly anywhere except the birds Please stop at Eyjafjallajökull That's it. <laughs>